Are you ready? Welcome to Coffee on Three, Season Three. <laughs> and just in case you missed it, this is our mini series where we will be exploring different careers and jobs, and we're really blessed to have such inspiring friends surrounded around us, and we're really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> to have them join us um, in this series and tell us more about their careers and we're hoping as well that we get to have a little bit more knowledge about what they do and you also as listeners can listen through with us um yeah with that being said we'd like to introduce you our final guest Aww. for this series um we have Anne. <laughs> hi everyone Hi, yes, how are you? <laughs> how are you? Good. I, uh, I've just woken up, so I'm a little bit tired, but apart from that, I'm all good. How about you guys? Same. <laughs> Same. I woke up like this. <laughs> I woke up like this. <laughs> no, I woke up with a wrinkle on my forehead. I, I don't know call. if I was like I'm frowning. <laughs> like it was like this, like like, like, like one line here. I, I don't know if I was frowning the whole time I was sleeping, but it was just like a massive line here. And I got really nervous. <laughs> nervous. Nervous. <laughs> but yeah, how do you feel about being here with us today? I'm nervous, but I'm also excited to kind of um, tell everyone what I do. And yeah. We're excited <laughs> to know more about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to know more about it. But before we start, um, we always like to know, like, what was your wildest dream as a kid? Like, what was your dream to be? Um, yeah. So, I kind of always wanted to be either a nurse, <laughs> a midwife, or a teacher um, when I was younger. I didn't really know kind of what I wanted out of those whilst I was in college and then um, I did like a work experience um, in my primary school and I like for it to be a teacher but I kind of I realized obviously that wasn't for me and then nursing I thought because my sister was already a nurse I thought I wanted to do something a bit different so that's kind of how I ended up being I'm kind of wanting to be a midwife so I think in that sense I was quite lucky that kind of from a young age I kind of knew where-ish I wanted to go in my life um, and also my mum was a midwife in the Philippines so when I was younger I used to kind of go around with her um, so I've kind of been exposed in that kind of environment even when I was like young like I remember going around to our neighbor's house while she does like her checks with them and I was like playing with like the stethoscopes and things like that so yeah kind of I've kind of really been exposed to it since I was young. So you were inspired by your mum and yeah. everything that you yeah. were doing? Was there like a specific moment where you thought wow that's cool? Um, <laughs> the one thing that I really remember is waking up in the morning and like my mum wasn't home and I was like oh where is she gone and then my dad was like oh she's like 
you know, neighbor's house, she's just delivered um, their baby. And I remember thinking, wow, that's so cool. Just like going to your neighbor's house and welcoming a <laughs> in the world. Like, <laughs> it's like such like a cool thing to do. So yeah, I think basically from then, that was when I was like, oh, I kind of want to do that kind of thing. That is really cool. Um, so, so um, you knew that when you were younger and then did you just pursue it up until like uni? Did you take the same like subjects that you would need to go to uni and stuff? Uh, I kind um, of knew, I, I, want, I basically did like science space and I think mm-hmm. like I've always been interested in that kind of um, yeah area of like subjects anyway like health and social care um and yeah so i i kind of you know they say when you're in college to take what you want uh, take what you enjoy um yeah. luckily for me i did enjoy those subjects so it wasn't that hard for me to choose um the subjects that i wanted um but yeah i just remember my like tutor saying to me oh like midwifery is a really hard subject to get like you're only you're really young and you don't have that much like experience so um like you it's you're probably like it's really it's going to be really hard for you to like get in like why don't you try nursing first really yeah it was she kind of like was not really trying to discourage me but basically like yeah but I kind of used that as my motivation to be like you know what I will do it and I can do it um it just meant that I had to get like biology um for my second year because I didn't pick that up for my first year um but yeah it kind of it all worked out so when I um during results day when I told her that I got in she was really like oh my god like I was like yeah I got in (laughs) (laughs) why why was it that they said that midwifery was yeah um so midwifery is a really like a hard, it is a hard um, subject to get into at uni. It's a very competitive mm. um, degree. Uh, I remember when I started my um, when I started it in Worcester on our first day, <clears throat> there was twenty seven of us, and the the guy got us to like sit down on a chair, and he was just like, "Where you are right now, there was there was thirty um, people each seat that was fighting for your seat." So. You know, it's really like, <gasps> it's like, oh my God, <laughs> I was the chosen one. <laughs> so yeah, it is quite competitive to get in. I, mean, I still don't know why they picked me out of those people, but. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that um, competitive. Yeah, it's <clears throat> because obviously there's less midwives than there are nurses. So I guess mm. um, compared to like nursing degree where you, there's like, a lot definitely a bigger cohort for them so yeah it's just a bit that bit more difficult to get in wow. was it hard like the a levels and stuff that you had to get it um yeah i mean uh i quite enjoyed them so like for me it was just kind of you just got to get through this but like even though like it's hard like it'll be worth it in the end i kind of <clears throat> just kept thinking about that i did pick i did end up picking five a levels in the end five <laughs> which ones five as levels then dropped two and then picked up biology for the second year um 
So I ended up, yeah, even though I did with, I ended up with three A levels and then I had two extra AS levels. Oh yeah. <laughs> back in those days when you can do that. Yeah. Wow. What did you, what did you pick? Oh, um, I did health and social care. Uh, so for AS levels, I did health and social care, psychology, history. Um, oh my God. English and oh my god something else it was so long ago <laughs> oh, you did a lot and that's a hard subject as well like yeah. yeah and then spanish and english i dropped and then i picked up biology so i could have that science um in my um in my a levels to get into midwifery because normally nowadays you have to get you have to do some sort of science and i know how the social care i think now counts but like yeah. <clears throat> before um yeah you had to get you had to do like biology which is why i picked up biology but it was really cool because i ended up being in the same um biology class as paula who was oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really fun <laughs> oh shit i didn't know that um, yeah did you ever like stray away from the path that you were like anything like did you take I don't know, you said history on the side, like, how did yeah. you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of random, I was like, no, I might as well take it. <laughs> I think I knew I wanted to do health and social care, like, as a subject, for sure. Mm. Um, but, yeah, history and Spanish and English were just kind of like, oh, I really like those subjects, like, in school, so might as well try and do it. I thought Spanish was going to be really easy, you know, being Filipino, <laughs> but... No, <laughs> no. <laughs> not that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Isn't that crazy? That was like years ago, though, wasn't it? I know. Like I'm like thinking about. It, I'm like I'm trying to remember. In <laughs> <laughs> the old age, guys. The old age. <laughs> was there ever like a point at at six form where you were like, oh, this is so hard, or will I even get in? Um, I think because everybody with me was like in the same position because like so most of my friends did end up going to uni I think because I'm very much influenced by like the people around me so because everyone was like working hard and I think it's such like a Filipino ethic to just kind of work hard and just kind of like just keep going I think even though it was really difficult I was kind of like using my my family and friends as like my motivation to um. <clears throat> like just get on with it and just do it. Um, but yeah, so and I, I had that ethic pretty much the whole time, even through uni. Like if I was finding it really difficult um, or like, you know, there was like a, a moment where I was like really, really stressed. I just thought like, <clears throat> I just thought, oh, just go with it because you know at the end like it will be worth it and just think of that end goal when you know when you finish that and then you know reach your goal and yeah I think that's kind of how I dealt with it being like stressful. How was it at uni like did you when you did um practical things is it what would you call it practical labs or whatever? Like um yeah so our placement um, oh yeah, your placement stuff. How was that? How was the whole experience transition? So, I mean, I was probably a very naive, like, 18-year-old. Like, yeah, imagine! <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was like thrown in the deep end. Um, so before I did midwifery, I really thought that midwifery was like all about oh cuddling babies and <laughs> stuff like very cuddling baby. <laughs> Oh, yeah. like yeah all you do is cuddle babies like what's like how hard can that be um but actually when we went when we did placement i was really like it was like a, almost like a culture shock because it's literally hardly anything to do with like cuddling babies at all <laughs> <laughs> before and then once the baby's there you give it to the mom so you don't get to cuddle babies really um Yes, it was a bit of a culture shock and like I think what I found the most like overwhelming is that like I was 18 and I was like pretty much dealing with people's lives um, um, and like it's so crazy that you know like my friends at the time like at that age my other friends you know were like going out partying like at uni kind of thing and with me like you know I was like dealing with like you know um mums like giving birth and like all the like other medical complications that come along with it i mean obviously i had a mentor each like all the time but um you know you still have that kind of responsibility to show them that you can do the job um so yeah it was it was hard but i think because growing up my parents have always done like a um, I've always worked chef work so I've kind of been used to that so that wasn't so hard for me I know for some people that's like really difficult like doing night shifts and day shifts and long shifts but I think because I grew, I grew up seeing that I thought that was like normal for me um but yeah no it was we got there <laughs> what was your like first re- did you ever like yeah. Paint or like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the first birth. No, I did not faint. Um, uh, but I know that some students did have that problem. I I, I had a student that fainted. Um, but yeah, no, not for me. Luckily, what I was, was your yeah. What was your reaction at, at your first? Um, um, oh my god, I was ah! like, emotional. Um, like I did not know what to think. I was scared because I was like, "Oh my gosh, that! How do you fit a small thing in <laughs> that?" <laughs> True. <laughs> um, yeah, because in our uni, you had to watch five births before you could actually do like the catch yourself, or what we call like a hands-on catch, where you're the one that's like holding on um Ooh. yeah we had to watch five so by then i was kind of like okay this is how things work and then like yeah i'm ready for my my catch um yeah how was, your, was catch? your catch like wait talk us through like the day or the, the whole describe the everything in the situation so long ago, it was like eight and a half years ago that i really can't remember like eight and a half Eight and a half. My first baby that I ever like put my hand on is now eight and a half years old. So I can't really remember the day. Um, but all I remember was just like, yeah, feeling like, oh my gosh, I've just had my first like ever like hands-on birth. Um I probably I should have got it I probably got it somewhere written down because we did have to keep track so um to qualify as a midwife you have to catch 40 um in the three years so I probably I've got it somewhere like sounds like a sport I know <laughs> 40 baby <laughs> but yeah whenever you see people that do midwifery they say I've, I've done my 40th catch that's what it means <laughs> 
Oh yeah, because yeah, obviously you have to prove that you can do the job. So it's like you need to do 100 postnatal checks, 100 antenatal oh, checks, and like check 100 babies and all that. Did I ever tell you? So like in the Philippines, my mom was a midwife, and then one time, like my, like the person that was gonna take us to school didn't come or she was ill or something. So she had to take me in the birthing room or whatever, like the operation yeah. room. And I was just sat there like at the end of the freaking like room, just looking at this woman, like giving birth. I was like, I'm never giving birth. <laughs> you know what? Working in this job is such a good contraception. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why would I want that done to me? It's crazy. Oh um, God. I don't think we've mentioned it, but yeah, Anne is a midwife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did it catch? Um, and I think it's a like Universal's like, okay, this is a really good podcast because of what has recently happened i wanted to know <laughs> oh my god oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah i was thinking that <laughs> i want to know your opinion so timely uh, so timely so timely my opinion is that um america has gone backwards so obviously like my job is to look after pregnant women so yeah. you, you know people might think that i am all for that because obviously being pregnant like that's what give, gives me my job but no a big thing about our job is being an advocate for women and you know mm. we want our, we we're there to support the women to make decisions about their care so the fact that these poor women in America are being forced to have something that they might not want. Obviously, there's so many reasons why women, you know, want um, would choose to have an abortion. It's not like it's not like a fun thing to have. Yeah. Um, so I feel or like a decision, like a fun decision. Yeah, it's not like women just have abortions for fun and games. Um, mm. So I feel like I, I do feel strongly about it in a sense that you know if it's your you know if it's your body it's your choice what you want to do with it and mm. i feel like it's not i just don't see it as a religion thing like people use religion to yeah. to not support abortion but i feel like at the end of the day it's really not about religion yeah, yeah. like bodily autonomy and <clears throat> how yeah kind of you know whereas those people that was all against the vaccines then you know they're all saying about my body you know my choice but now it's kind of <laughs> different like where are they like they're very silent about it kind of thing True. um yeah so that's my that's my view that it's sad that you know it's gonna cost so many lives of these poor women um Not just of the children but yeah, and it, you know, people say like, "Oh, adoptions are always an answer." But if a, if adoption was that easy and all is always an answer, there wouldn't be people to adopt. Like, there would be an oversubscription of people wanting to adopt these people. But I think someone like someone said that there's like over four hundred thousand people 
that are on the adoption yeah. system. So if if it's an option, then why are people not taking it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's very very sad, and I really really truly hope that the UK, well actually England, because I know in Northern Ireland it's very much the same thing where like abortion is illegal or I think up to 12 weeks I'm not quite sure um Mm -hmm. where that's the kind of rule so I really hope England won't follow through to that (laughs) (laughs) and like I know like I think I think people it's so easy to just be like oh people are always going through to the extremes of um like having an abortion like oh yeah you can it's okay if it's people who's been like raped and it's okay if it's like yeah that kind of thing but actually you don't even have to go through the extreme like people are some people are just not ready to have children and if you're not ready why that's even that's more mature of you to to kind of say yeah actually I don't want a baby yet because I'm not ready so like if if you're gonna have a baby but you're not ready then that child isn't gonna be kind of living a comfortable life yeah yeah like has to be here yeah exactly Mm. like i find it so wild that a 14 year old can um like if they get pregnant that if you're if you're a 14 year old and be like you know what i want a baby now people are going to be like that's really weird and yet if you're a 14 year old who got pregnant accidentally and want an abortion be like no you you can keep that child you're old enough you're mature enough to keep that child like it just doesn't make sense what that's my that's my tea on that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very controversial topic i believe yeah, I think. Really yeah. especially i think with us as well are who believe in like Christianity or whatever? There's always yeah, absolutely that like say, oh, but it's this and that, and you're kind of just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it's hard because, like, I know obviously we're all um, like Catholics, and mm. it is very much like you know we will. I think we've all been brought up with that kind of view that you know abortion is wrong and. But then also, and like teaching about practicalities. Yeah, kind of. yeah. Like life is just I don't know. I don't know. At the just... end of the day, God <laughs> will judge, not anyone else. So. <laughs> right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, the... okay. But yeah. Well, <clears throat> it's uh, your appearance here is so timely. This issue. Yeah. Oh. Imagine that was a good insight as well yeah. to know. Have you ever experienced um, yeah. anyone like who was giving birth that maybe didn't wasn't ready for it or like? Um. So I. So where we work, it's very much that we deal with what we call like medical termination. So it's like if. And there's a medical reason why they're going for a termination. Um, we call it TOP, so termination of pregnancy. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I've not really dealt with someone who decided to have a TOP just because they didn't want the baby. It's more because there's like a reason. I think there's a special that like Bristol do that, or like 
that there's like other hospitals that do for like what they call like a social reason um mm. they have a GOP. um but yeah no but i think even i don't know for me like i said because we care for the women um we're there for the women even if i even if i would get given someone to look after because they have a top for a social reason i would like i would be there for the woman because yeah. at the end of the day that's my job is to to look after women so oh that's so got to be first yeah. my kind of yeah <laughs> in my care <laughs> no did you have a situation where you had to like because okay i was watching this is going to hurt Oh my god, I loved that show so, so good. Um I was watching some of that. Um I finished it yesterday. And uh there was a part where you know he had to choose between the 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 woman oh! the Did you have to ever the what? You know, the woman or the kid like you know did you have any complex oh. situations like that that you had to deal with? So luckily no because at that point it's like it's the doctor that yeah. um that kind of deals with that um no we are i am very very lucky because where i work i would say like they are very we have a very good like obstetric and neonatal team um and that were very like well supported um so and i just don't think i've ever had an experience where like we had to choose between the mom or the baby yeah. Um, so yeah no we're very i'm luckily touch wood <laughs> i haven't had that experience obviously um i have see, there's been very near kind of you know we've had lots of emergencies that mm. you know had it dealt with it it could have potentially gone that way um but yeah no not not And the question from there. Um okay, you know how like on this is going to hurt. They talk more like it's more focused on the doctors. Yeah. Um from the nurses perspective, like what does your role like consist so of? Actually, yeah, so that was one of the well, that was one of the things um that that I didn't quite like about the this is going to hurt that it was very like doctor based and it looked yeah. like vibes like didn't really have much roles but obviously it's because it's from his perspective so obviously yeah. he's been character um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so as a midwife um you're you are literally there with the woman all day um I'll talk through to you like my Yeah. As so I'm I'm what we call a rotational midwife. So obviously each um I swap around the wards. So in our hospital there are four um kind of wards. So there's antenatal ward which is before you give birth. So it's like women with like problems in their pregnancy. Um and then labor ward is obviously where the magic happens. And then um there's another ward called um um which is like a birthing center so that's like where the low risk births happen um there's no like doctors um but it's like next to the unit and then there's a postnatal ward which is the after so that's where like they stay and um, once they've had their babies um so as a like so obviously my day is different kind of per ward that I go at. So in labor ward normally we start off like every well in all the wards you have like a handover so you kind of listen through what's kind of happened from the shift before. And then in labor ward you um get allocated a woman to look after. 
um, in the day. So it could be someone that's in labor. It could be someone who's really ill um, in pregnancy that needs one-to-one care or it, you're doing like the elective cesarean sections for the day. Um, so you're basically, yeah, stay with that woman the whole day. You do their observations, you have a listen into their baby, um, like you do all the checks, you do all the, you know, if they need blood taking, any medication that they need. Um, so yeah, if someone is in labor, say, um, you are like, it sounds like we don't do much, but because, <laughs> you know, we, when they're in, like, if they are in labor, you kind of, have to stay in the room with them um, and um, yeah kind of we have like what we call a CTG um, which is basically like an ECG so it measures the baby's heart rate um, and then yeah we when you're in labor ward and, and the pregnancy is high risk that kind of tells us how well the baby is inside um, and yeah and it's a lot of like emotional support for the women as well because obviously when you're in a lot of pain and it like it is quite difficult and you know things change so quickly Mm -hmm. um I think that part of the job is like yeah quite mentally draining as well because you have to kind of be there to reassure them that like things are good and all that um and really we only really need doctors when like it's like an emergency or you know Mm -hmm. something is like if the baby isn't quite happy and we have to get it out quick, that's when kind of the doctor comes. So really, they don't really see the doctors unless like, like there's a problem, basically. Ah. It lied to me. This is the part <laughs> everywhere. And I was like, no. Yeah. So I think, yeah, just this is going to hurt is, is good. But I think like as midwives, we've got to take it as like a pinch of salt. But like, yeah. obviously, his perspective so um, yeah. that's why it kind of doesn't really show the midwives that much <laughs> yeah. um you know how you have to deal with like parents like and obviously moms and stuff i feel like it takes a character to become midwife nurse like what do you like what do you think is the characteristic <laughs> you know to be patient for sure <laughs> yeah, i cannot imagine like screaming lady yes Patient, good eardrums. You know what? When I first started as my placement, I was expecting like walking into the hospital ward and like hearing all the screaming, like it'd be really loud. But oh it's, it's really not like that. It's actually like we have some people that come in and be like, oh my god, I was expecting it to be really loud. Um <laughs> it's like it's fine um but yeah you have to i feel like patience is a very characteristic to have because you have to be patient with people you know it it's painful i feel like yeah like for some people giving birth is painful so you kind of have to and scary like yeah it's such like a life-changing experience for people that you have to kind of be there to be their reassurance all the time and kind of just yeah make them feel safe um, oh, competent as well, obviously, because yeah, <laughs> kind of deliver that. You have to kind of give that safe care. <laughs> have you ever had like um, scary emergencies or? Mm-hmm. Yes, we've had. I've had plenty in my like eight years of doing this job. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you've been in it for eight years? Well, qualified in five. Oh yeah. 
but like three years of placement uh, yeah please tell us <laughs> um so one that springs up to mind um was i had a lady that so i was working in the birthing unit so like i said no doctors um and a lady came in and um went into the room and then was like oh I feel like I need to push and I was like great that's really good <laughs> like that means that you know you're about to have a baby soon and I was like oh that's fine like just push so then we kind of helped her to like take her trousers down so normally what you would expect is a head to come out first um but then a leg came out <gasps> <laughs> so, you know if you think of the anatomy like having a leg coming out first is like basically an emergency because you know they could get stuck um that way so my heart like stopped and i was like oh my gosh am i getting is this the moment that i'm gonna lose my job <laughs> um luckily obviously it worked out fine she pushed and luckily the baby came out um, was it was it hard to take the baby out when it's like like first um yes normally she was very lucky that it was very straightforward but normally okay. that could have ended very very badly mm-hmm. um so yeah obviously i was Is just that- like uh-huh. okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> i was just like oh um i'm just gonna press a bell um and then how do you deal with that and yeah, it was like, you, know, you just keep doing what you're doing, just push, whatever. And then, it's yeah, luckily. But obviously, um, because there was no um, doctors and it's like almost like a separate ward. Like, I mean, it was only five minutes, but it felt like eternity. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I saw this um, um, video of, you know, Chris Oye, she's like a YouTuber and she was filming her birth. And then right. like, uh, it was fine at one point and then everyone like started rushing into her room and she was trying to like ask what was going on um she kind of knew that like something was going on but like no one told her so she was a bit like like yeah do you you sell them or do you not um it depends on the situation normally so normally when there's a birth there's always two midwives there just because when things like that happen, when something happens, at least someone is there to kind of reassure the mum whilst the other one deals with a problem kind of thing. Um, or when there's a student, that's really helpful um, because then the student is the one that's um, kind of there to like explain things to them. Um, and then afterwards, anyway, they do do like a debrief of like what happened. So they're very good at that. So obviously it's quite difficult when you're dealing with a problem right now, you don't have the time to kind of like tell them, you have to kind of just oh, yeah. fix the problem first and then afterwards be like, I'm really sorry that happened. Like, this is why we did this and this is the reason and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, so, so I think that out of like everything that's happened so far in my career, that was like the most like, cause I wasn't sure whether like the baby was gonna come out good or bad. Like, that like, I literally didn't know. So yeah, that was probably- Do you work you know when you're delivering a baby do you work by yourself like or do you have other teams as well like (laughs) you mentioned two nurses so i was like wait a minute so if there's no two nurses is it by just you normally the whole time you're looking after it's just you and then literally as like the head is like coming you press the bell and then someone else um like comes in to kind of help you and be like the second midwife um but yeah 
<gasps> your gloves. Are they like this long or like this? <laughs> Which means, yeah, you do get all the bodily fluids sometimes up here. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Gosh, wait, there's so much to this job. I didn't know. It's yeah, a completely different it's world. So fun. <laughs> I know, yeah. It, it, world. Lot That's why I mean, like, at the beginning, like, you know, people are like, oh, it must be so nice to just be cuddling babies all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> have you ever had a baby that has not cried when they came out and you have to, like, slap it in the butt? <laughs> so, uh, we don't actually stuff them in the bun. <laughs> oh. It's a very old thing. I don't know whether they do that in the Philippines. Um, but yeah, no, that is a very kind of like olden thing. What we do is we just rub them rather rub than... Rub them? Yeah, so just basically like dry them and rub them with like a towel, um, like to stimulate them. And then, yeah, that's how they oh. Sometimes, normally they're like crying already. But oh. if, it's, if it's a baby that's like just born like not interested in crying then you know, <laughs> rub and then, yeah. I wonder <laughs> if that like transforms into a personality type I'm already not interested in crying no tears yeah. <laughs> I want to do it you know lazy <laughs> uh, wow. so you worked in it for five and a half years as a nurse and three years as a student how was like the transition like Oh. Um, so it was really, I, I think because I knew it was going to be hard, I said to myself, right, just expect this first year to be really, really, really bad mm. and hard. And if it gets better, if it goes better than we expected, then that's a bonus. And I think it really helped me being like that because I just expected the worst every time. And it actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, I was because I moved from I, I did my training in Worcester and then I moved back home um, so that was difficult in itself like obviously I learned policies in Worcester and how they kind of um, <clears throat> how they did midwifery over there but it's weird because you'd think that all hospitals would be the same but actually they're, they're not um, very different and yeah I, it almost felt like I was a student again um, in my new in the new trust that I worked at and yeah it it was hard because I felt like, oh, I'm a qualified midwife and yet I was still asking like really basic questions like where's the toilet and where's the medicine? <laughs> like, you know, like just the really basic things that I should know. So it was, I think, frustrating in a sense that I feel like I could carry out my job as, you know, um, qualified. But like luckily where I work, is so they are so supportive and like really patient with everyone and you know always willing to help and I think that really makes a difference in a workplace yeah. um yeah so um, I was, I was are most midwives female yes we do have one male midwife and oh. everybody loves him so yeah midwife actually means with women so it, it has nothing to do with your gen your gender yeah. um so obviously it's very you know, anyone. Was it mid women? With women. With women. With women, yeah. So would mid, they say mid mid husband? Yeah. No, I'm joking. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 you're always with women. So yeah, no, it's always oh, with women. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I like so, that. Um yeah, so some countries obviously they don't I mean, some countries don't even have midwives. They have obstetric nurses. Um, mm. 
So I feel like we're very lucky here that, you know, we have our own kind of like job role. Um, and yeah, because like in America, I think the doctors are the ones that catch the babies. Um, really? the birds, where it, and like, yeah, whereas here we're very lucky that, you know, we get to have that like magical moment with yeah. them. Very I, I like that term, catch the babies. <laughs> Makes it le- like kind of a little bit more fun, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, sounds fun. Exciting. <laughs> Uplifting. Um, What's your favorite part of like your job? I think my favorite part is like having that like relationship with like the women. Like, I think there's just something magical about like being the first one to like, most of the time, being the first one to like, holds like that life you know? and you're welcoming like a life in the world like i think that's just like so magical and like being able to like make those like special relationships like i feel like like make and making like a difference in their like in like a memory that you know that they're gonna make like i feel like i said like giving birth is like such like a life-changing experience and I just feel like being a part of that is really special and not everyone can like can like say that that you know they were a part of that and like have made a difference kind of thing so yeah I think that's my favorite and you can see the difference isn't it do you get to see like those babies that you gave birth to in like years times um no unfortunately not (laughs) but i have i have had obviously because i've been doing this for a while i have had um women that you know i looked after them in their first pregnancy and then they're coming back for like their next (laughs) baby and then see me and be like oh my god you looked after me last time that kind of thing special do you see yourself being a midwife for like a really long time um for the most for the minute yes i feel <laughs> like i am like even though obviously there is the there's cons in my job but at the minute i'm still like enjoying it and i can't imagine myself doing anything different right now um but i don't know i feel like you know i still have so much ahead of me that you know life might change and i might change my mind about it but for now yeah I'm, i feel like being a midwife is kind of still my long-term job for the minute it's so cool where my life will take me (laughs) has that ever changed like your personality being a midwife i don't know that's a question for you girl (laughs) you've always been the same (laughs) she's born to be a midwife yeah Yeah, you you sound like a midwife i mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have been working in this job for a long time so yeah, I feel like yeah I feel like I've never seen a midwife in my life <laughs> you're the first one. Oh my god this is special you're the first <laughs> one true and it makes sense why rare breed yeah it, it makes sense why like I haven't seen a midwife because it's so comp- competitive yeah yeah oh you're I have yeah where do you see yourself in five years time um, in five years' time, as in in my career or in my life? Oh, <laughs> anywhere. Careers. In my career. Um, I, so, wow. Well, 
at the moment I am like doing a um, a master's module um, which will hopefully if I pass um, will give me like an extra role um, in my job as a um, what you call a PMA so it's a professional midwifery advocate Wow! Um, it basically <laughs> it basically means you're there to support like your other colleagues um, like especially like the junior ones the newly qualified ones or just anyone really that is currently like going through like a difficult time um obviously like especially after the pandemic i feel like nhs workers mm. are, are very much you know stressed and burnt out mm. um, so i think that role is like i think doing this role is so perfect because you know um I feel like I'm at that stage now, unfortunately, where I'm like quite experienced enough that I can support the new, like, you know, the new staff um, to like kind of help them kind of, um, what's the word, like get through being like a newly qualified midwife and like kind of be that support system for them. So I think in five years time, hopefully that will, that role will take off. It's quite a new thing. Um, and nurses are doing that now as well. Um, that so yeah i think i'm gonna hopefully be that kind of supportive person in my um in where i work i can see that yeah hopefully i you know still gotta pass it first but yeah <laughs> it was exciting exciting times yeah i'm not really interested in the whole being manager thing because i like i said i do enjoy like looking after the women hands-on yeah so I learned so much about midwife. Be <laughs> free. So, like, giving birth and being pregnant, right? What has being a midwife taught you and how to do it and how not to do it? Because, like, you know, I want to know. Scary, like, yeah. How <laughs> does my vagina tear? Like, <laughs> don't know how I'm going to be. It's almost like. Am I gonna be that person that will be like super chilled because obviously I understand what's happening? Like, yeah, I just picture you taking your own child out of you, catching <laughs> <laughs> my own baby. <laughs> um, but I could also go the other way where I'm like, oh my god, I know what can happen and how this yeah. can be terribly wrong, and am I gonna be super anxious about everything? Yeah day of being pregnant um so i really don't know it'll be interesting to see hopefully not for a while yet but yeah when it happens i hope yeah we'll see <laughs> hey at least we'll have like a midwife can we request for you like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just put me in you know <laughs> <laughs> just book <laughs> <laughs> in like 10 years time we'll book you <laughs> can you can you also like keep an uh, ongoing like list of things to do and not to do um, um, us, oh, you know please yeah. so what you do in program and what when you're in labor or pregnancy? Uh, like yeah just the whole thing. process the whole process um, what to look out for and stuff like what not to do is go and google and go on mum's net because that is the worst thing you could ever do <laughs> why 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 everybody just talks about the worst experience they've had um. and yeah it's like the worst thing you could do so yeah basically 
for information and things always go to like the official like nhs website that kind of thing um keep calm (laughs) (laughs) and carry on (laughs) (laughs) do you Um, ever deal with um postpartum is that your patient still or is that still Uh, yeah i i do as well oh that's a good one Hmm? how do you treat how do you treat postpartum um I, I don't deal with it so much because obviously there's like a in the community is normally yeah. when they get dealt with uh-huh. um, normally when they give birth afterwards you you know you like do the checks and you know, make sure they're okay but then they when they go home that's it you don't really see them much so i think out of all the jobs that we do postnatal like part is kind of something that I don't do very often like I don't do too much yeah. that normally that's more the community midwives job to um look after them like for the postpartum part of um giving birth so yeah when you're working in community that is a lot of that mm-hmm. um also um I'm I think we already talked about it but um uh, what's the hardest part of your job and like how do you like work with it <laughs> deal with it um i think the hardest part is obviously um dealing with well what i find difficult obviously everybody's different um mm-hmm. what i find like the hardest in my job is looking after women that have like suffered like a loss a pregnancy loss mm-hmm. or women with lots of safeguarding issues Oh, um, safeguarding meaning like you know like that there's plans that they can't keep the baby there's like drugs that kind of thing mm. um, luckily it's not common but obviously it happens um, yeah I just feel like because it doesn't happen often we haven't had that much like as much experience with it compared to like if someone's just had like a, a straightforward like giving birth kind of thing um, and I think what helps is just like talking about it with your colleagues kind of like almost like a a debrief session or like kind of just having that one-to-one kind of session where you just basically tell them how you're feeling um that kind of thing um and I think it really just helps to like offload your emotions yeah that's going to be a big part of my of the future role that I'm hoping to get to do is be that person be Mm. that kind of thing yeah yeah nice um i was gonna ask you like what support is available but like that is the support that's available isn't it do you see yeah we have if like an incident happens where like it's like something that we haven't um we didn't think was gonna we didn't expect to happen or like a really major incident um we do have like a debrief um with like everyone that's involved um in that so that's also quite helpful um for people and yeah like go like, accessing like the um professional movement free advocates to kind of just talk through or just anyone to be honest true no it sounds such a fun job <laughs> it is i do love it like even, even though there's like a lot of stress you know with like yeah. short staffing and it's busy um like it is like at the end of the day i'm still like huh, like it's so rewarding yeah it's very very rewarding uh, um i feel like um after listening to this um to you 
and the listeners who are listening to us if there's anybody out there wanting to be a midwife or go, wanting to pursue this career what yeah. is one thing or one advice you would give them um hmm, what would be the advice i think <clears throat> you kind of need to be um I don't know like it it's good to have a lot of a, a big support network to kind of because it's such like a it, it it can be a stressful job and I feel like having that support around you um would be really helpful to like kind of get you through it um I don't know when I was going whenever I go through something really hard I do pray <laughs> um to kind of just like you know um to kind of have that I don't know I think when I pray it does make it like kind of a bit easier for me like it off I like that's how I kind of like offload um and yeah kind of just think of that end goal like to you know once you reach that dream like it's for anyone to be honest even just not for midwifery like you know what if you think of that end goal kind of use that as your motivation to kind of keep going um just keep going keep swimming just keep swimming just keep swimming as you know finding you catching wow that was really fun episode i enjoyed that yes that's a lot I think uh we are going to wrap here yeah. and would you like to say any final words to our guests? Um thank yes. you for to our listeners. <laughs> to our guests. Um yeah, thank you for listening and I hope you found it helpful if it is a career that you're um thinking of and thanks you guys for having me. I feel very special. <laughs> thank you and for joining Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, to our listeners, if you have any more questions about midwifery, midwife, being a midwife, you know, then <laughs> at Anne. And if you want to book her in for a session. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to book her in to catch your baby, at Anne. Yeah. And you would you like to give your? Are you open to? Answering questions? <laughs> I don't um, know. <laughs> if anybody wants to ask you questions, um, yeah, my Instagram is at Anikins. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's her. And uh, thank you again, Anne, for joining us today, giving us all the information. Ooh, very proud of you. Yeah, very proud of you. Well done. Thank you. I would one and only midwife. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah, one and only midwife, the rarest breed out there. <laughs> Thank you. And thank you to our audience for listening. Once again, special thanks to Anne. Once again. At Anikins. For joining this episode and sharing with us. If you would like to hear more of these amazing stories, uh, follow us at Coffee on 3 on Insta. And don't be shy to say hi. React to our this episode. And this is a final episode for this mini series. But worry not, we will see you again. <laughs> We're not going anywhere, so come back. Uh, <laughs> <Bye. laughs> <Okay>. Thank you. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.